Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, I am so excited to introduce the intuitive mentor, human design specialist, and energy healer, Pavi. Pavi was the first person who gave me a human design reading, and I was so captivated and curious and I had so many questions and Pavi was just so generous with her time and so amazing at giving me truly insightful and helpful information about human design in general but also about my own unique makeup and my own unique human design and it was just such a fun and interesting experience so i am so excited to share her with you all if you've had any human design questions or wanting to learn more about human design i think that you'll find this segment pretty interesting so i'll let pavi take it away and i hope that you enjoy it all right well welcome pavi thank you so much for coming on the show for agreeing to come on astrology now thank you so much for having me christine Yeah. And so I think that this is a really special interview because on Astrology Now, I have integrated some of spirituality. I've definitely had multiple astrologers on the show to talk about astrology. I've never had anyone on really to talk about another, I guess I did past life regression, but this is one of the first like external models (laughs) that I'm bringing on the show, which is human design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for the people who are listening, who are, you know, maybe a little bit more steeped in astrology, what is human design? How would you describe it? Yeah. So human design is really just like your energetic blueprint. Um, It really shows like how you're meant to show up in the world. So um, it's kind of like how you're meant to make decisions and how you're meant to interact with others. So I kind of like to think of it as your operating manual. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so as a, like as a reflector, because I did get a reading with you Mm -hmm. and I will share about this. I don't like sharing a lot about my personal stuff, but I will share about like being a reflector. And I heard that from you when I got the reading with you that I don't have energy centers. (laughs) Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in um, human design, so it's made up of nine energy centers, kind of similar to like the chakra system, but it's like nine instead of seven. Um, And so within that, it's like some of us have certain centers defined, which would be colored in and then other ones that are white. And so that would be undefined. But as a reflector for you, um, you're actually like completely undefined because that's just the way that you're meant to be designed so that you can take in all that energy and kind of reflect back to other people or to the collective about how that energy is really working um, because you're like a perfect way of showing like if things aren't going well, then you would reflect that back to us and then we would know like where to tweak the energy. Hmm. That is so fascinating. Okay. And so thank you for sharing that. And so for other people um, of the varying kinds of human design, why would one get a human design? Like how would this be helpful for them? Because I know it's how it's helpful for me having you describe it, but how would others benefit from it? Yeah. So I think that we could all benefit from knowing our human design just because I think that it really 
um, is useful in like helping us to just like accept ourselves on a deeper level. Um, I think that, you know, when I do a human design reading for someone, regardless of their type, like people are always kind of blown away at how it really describes them and how much that they're already living their design. Cause I think, you know, in certain modalities, people always feel like, oh, okay, I don't know if I fit that. I don't, maybe I need to change things in my life to fit those aspects. But in human design, I've, I've kind of found that a lot of people are already living their design on some level. And so when you tell them, they're just like, oh yeah, like I already do that, but you know, maybe now they're just more aware of it and they can like consciously work with that energy. That is so fascinating. Yeah. And so like, as an astrologer, I've seen the same thing in terms of a lot of the time, if I'm looking at a chart, I'm like, wow, you're like already living in alignment with what the chart is indicating, but let's talk about it, give language to it. And then with that information, people can kind of better harness their potential in a way. And so for me, a lot of the time it's looking at karmic implications or lessons or breaking patterns. And so for you, as a human design expert and specialist, what is your mission? Like when you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, this person is indicating X, Y, and Z with their energy, how can they use that information in their life on a day-to-day basis to amplify their life, to improve their life? Yeah. So I think like the main ways um, is really about kind of like using it to make decisions and even just like how we interact with other people because um, so in human design, like the three main aspects of it is your type, your strategy and your authority. Um, And I can go more into like those if you want to start there and then we can kind of talk about how to use each one. Totally. Okay. Um, So like the five types, so you have your manifestors who, um, are kind of like your natural leaders, um, like, you know, in like olden times, it would be like your kings, your pharaohs, that kind of thing. So they're the people who um, are able to like really initiate, they take action, you know, like they're the, they're the ones who, when they want to do something, they just go and do it. They're not really meant to like wait for other people, um, but their strategy, and this is kind of like how we're meant to like take action, because the, the manifestors are the only type that are actually meant to initiate. So for manifestors, like um, their strategy would be to inform others. So mm-hmm. it's not so much that they're looking for permission from other people. It's just that we as a collective would feel more comfortable when the manifestor informs us of what they're doing so that we can then say, oh, okay, we will follow that person now. Um, and so they're always meant to inform us, but they can initiate on actions that they want to take. Um, the uh, next type would be the generators. And so they are the ones who are kind of like here to do the work. I mean, they have the most energy. And so they are really here to kind of to be like the builders and things like that. But for them, it's all about doing things that light them up. So when they are lit up by what they're doing, they will have that consistent energy to take action, to do these things. And so, um, and then the manifesting generators are kind of a hybrid of manifestors and generators. So they have the same consistent energy. They're meant to, um, you know, do the work, but also they have to be lit up. And so for manifesting generators, the only difference is that they are also kind of like your multi-passionate 
people. So they're the ones who um, are constantly pivoting and finding new things that they love. And so they're kind of really meant to follow those desires as they come up. Um, and then for both generators and manifesting generators, their strategy is to wait to respond to things. And so they're kind of meant for other people to come to them and kind of like um, present them with ideas or opportunities. And when those things are being presented to them, it's when they go within and figure out, okay, is this something that lights me up? Is this something I really want to do? And so that's kind of um, why they're meant to wait. Uh, and then the next type would be the projectors. And so the projectors are really meant to be the guides. They're meant to kind of like see the bigger picture um, and kind of really see deeply into other people. And so for projectors, um, their strategy is to wait for the invitation. And so it's this one can sound a little disempowering to people if they're like, oh, I just have to wait for the invitation. I can't do anything. But really what you're meant to do is be showcasing like your talents, your skills, kind of really putting that out in the world so that other people can recognize you. And then they will naturally give you the invitation to work with them um, to kind of show those talents on a bigger scale. But really it's, a, it's about being recognized for projectors. And then um, obviously then we have reflectors. And so reflectors are very rare. They only make up about 1% of the population. Um, and so, like I said, with reflectors, so they're really meant to kind of take in that energy and then project back to us, like what's working and what isn't working in the collective. And so um, with reflectors, their strategy is to wait for a lunar cycle. So um, typically about like 28 days so that the moon can move through all of the gates in the chart. And so then that way you can kind of feel into like how that decision feels for you before you make it. Gosh, this is so fascinating. Thank you for taking the time to break all of that down. And I'm going to be sure to like, I mean, of course people should go to you for a reading, but I'm going to link in the show notes. So if people want to calculate their human design, they can reference back and hear from you, like, you know, a little bit more about their chart. But so for those of you who are listening, check the show notes, but yep, yep. I was going to say, was there something else that you wanted to share in addition to that? Um, you had mentioned, going over each of the human designs and how they operate utilizing energy. Was there anything else that you wanted to add on to that before I move forward? Yeah, I can't remember what the original question was. Yeah, me neither. But okay. So, <laughs> but something else that I'm really curious is like with astrology or tarot or past life regression, it has this element to it um, that that does have, in my opinion, like this kind of deeper understanding of spirituality or acceptance of the subconscious mind. And again, just subtleties, intuition. It's, it's a little bit more like for lack of better words, I hate this word, but like woo woo, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, like people, it, it'll take some level of trust to get a reading um, from a, from a specialist, but I feel like for things like Enneagram or Myers-Briggs, this is something that's much more mainstream in society where people don't necessarily categorize it as something that's woo-woo. It's like, you'll meet someone who's totally into Myers-Briggs and then you bring up astrology and they're like, oh, I don't believe in astrology. I mean, that's happened to me multiple times. And there's just like something about it, um, 
there's just something about it. And I feel that human design is so fascinating because it kind of bridges the two. I feel like human design is this bridge where there's a part of it that's like very practical and tangible. And I mean, you know, of course, I feel like astrology is practical and tangible as well, but not typically seen that way from the mainstream society. And there's also this element to it where it's talking about energy and the different channels and the different planets associated to the channel. So do you feel that human design is um, just a little bit more digestible for people? Do you find that people are drawn to it from all walks of life or do you typically find one like niche of clientele? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I do think the human design can kind of bridge that. I mean, there's definitely parts of it where human design can become a little more like woo woo and you can dive into it deeper and kind of look at like astrology and transits. Like there is like parts of it that are like that. Um, but the way that I kind of see it, and I think the reason that human design is maybe a little more digestible is because like at its core, when people first find it, like you really only really need to focus on like your type strategy and authority, like those three, like the, the things that I just went over. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, if you're kind of embodying like those three things, it takes away a lot of the guesswork of like living your design. Um, I mean, and then as you get deeper into it, like, you know, people who've been doing it for years and trying to live with their design, like they'll get deeper into it in terms of like, okay, how do I like eat right for my design? And how do I, like, I have to, you know, kind of like live in certain areas or, you know, there are aspects of that as you get deeper into it. But I think because at its core, it's really all about your type strategy and authority. So it's kind of almost like you have that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, like a touch, like a touchstone, like, mm. um, to kind of like come back to. So like anytime you feel like you're like out of alignment or like, okay, things aren't really working and why, you know, why aren't opportunities coming to me and why aren't things really moving? You can kind of always come back to just like your type strategy and authority mm -hmm. and just say, okay, am I doing these three things? Like, have I, you know, a lot of times we'll kind of move away from like waiting for the invitation, let's say, and we're like, we want to initiate, we want to go and make things happen for ourselves. And so when you're doing that, you're like falling out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, if you take a step back and look at it and say, okay, what am I doing that isn't working for me? Like, you'll kind of realize, oh, okay, yeah, I've been trying to initiate on this thing when I should really kind of like sit back and wait for the invitation. And then you'll, you'll find yourself getting back into alignment. Wow. That is so fascinating. And so what is coming up for me is like before human design, which I feel is another just element to all of this, because, you know, for me on a personal level, human design really did just like validate a lot for me in terms of waiting to make decisions and like my energy level. I'm like, okay, cool. Like all of this is validated. But before human design and still, you know, I live very much in alignment with things like Ayurveda, you know, and thinking about the gunas and thinking about um, the different doshas. And if I'm falling in alignment, I'm like, okay, well, what's off? Like, is there too much rajas in my system? Like, have I been too tamastic, you know? And it's like, how can I balance the energies around me to get me back to a state of harmony? 
And for things like Ayurveda or yoga or uh, Jyotish, sidereal astrology, it's like, I understand like the lineage and where that came from, but for human design, like where did it come from? This question has been plaguing me. Like, where did the information about this stem from? Yeah. So, um, human design, like as far as we know it, um, it was actually channeled like through a man named Alan Robert, Robert Krakauer. Um, he calls himself Ra Uruhu. Um, and so it was channeled through him in the 1980s. So it's actually like kind of fairly new to us. Um, but I obviously, I truly believe that this is like an ancient, like, you know, cosmic wisdom that's been around because I mean, obviously like we have all kind of come in and like chosen our design, you know, and mm-hmm. um, even with that, it's like, when you look at your, you know, your design or even like my design, I think there's like certain like reasons why we have like certain energy centers defined and why other people don't. Um, Cause I think like, those are all lessons that we are here to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is so, I am just like, so blown away. I love all of this. Like, I just think that these various tools are just so helpful in self-inquiry and understanding oneself and moving about in a more harmonious way. I am still so curious about how this was channeled through this person, you know, like there, there's a, it's just because from my understanding, human design is like a culmination of like many different things, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't it like from the background of like, was from my understanding, because I did a little bit of research on it, this man, he pulled like from a few different systems, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, human design is like a culmination of like of astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakra system, um, quantum physics. So it's kind of just like, um, it has all of those aspects within it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that makes a lot more sense as well, because I'm so new to human design. Like, I don't even want to send the message at all that I know what I'm talking about. Like, I just want to set that very clear. (laughs) But I did hear that. And you and I have discussed this. Now there's a sidereal um, human design. So there's a tropical human design. There's a sidereal human design. And that's what made me pose the question. It's like, well, where is this how is this information being derived? Because I know that it's using the birth time and because of the birth time and the birth day and the birthplace, it's like, obviously astrology has to be involved. Um, and I was just really trying to understand how, how involved the astrology was. And when I asked you about it, you had mentioned the different, the gates, right. Is, mm-hmm. isn't astrology like directly related to the gates in the system? Yeah. So like, so when you pull up your chart, you'll see like on either side, there's like boxes and it has like all the um, astrological um, signs and then the, like a gate associated with it that goes into your chart. Um, And then like, if you use certain um, softwares, you can like kind of look at the transits Mm -hmm. of, you know, like either a lunar transit or you can do like solar return um, and kind of see like, okay, what what gates are being activated, what centers are being activated for you at a certain time. Um, and you can kind of look and see like, okay, what, why was the energy like that at that time? Um, the sidereal, I, I honestly don't know that much about 
like astrology in general, but I, you know, I, I know we had talked about like, what's the difference with the sidereal. And I think it's a debate that's like still happening everywhere. People are like talking about it. Um, and there are things where it's like, yeah, there's certain aspects in the sidereal that I can be like, yeah, okay. That does sound like me or, you know, that like, maybe not the type and everything, but I'm like, okay, but there are certain things that I can see how they apply. And then I'll look at the tropical and be like, okay, yes. But then I also agree with like certain aspects of this. So, um, I think if you're like really diving into the astrology, like you can kind of play with it and see what works for you and what doesn't, because at the end of the day, like human design is really meant to be an experiment. Like that's like what it kind of is designed for is, is a way for you to experiment with this energy. It's not meant to be like, oh, okay, if I'm not living like this, you know, my life is out of whack and everything, you know, is like going wrong. No, it's just, we are meant to kind of play with it and see like, okay, what's working for us and what isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's how I kind of see this new sidereal aspect of it is like, okay, is this just another added layer where we can see what's working and what isn't? Totally. Yeah. I love that. And that's something that I remind students in my Ashtanga class all the time is I'm like, look, this is just research. If something's not working, we change it, you know? And mm -hmm. I do feel that way with all these different methods of, of personal inquiry and cultivating self-awareness because that's really what it's all about. And it's like, if you find something and it feels healing for you and is resonant and it helps guide you in a way that is harmonious, then it's working, you know? And I think that it's just about finding, um, what's working and, and doing that research. Like you said, being open to possibilities and then seeing for yourself, what's working for you and what isn't working for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. So that was super helpful for me. What mm -hmm. is something that usually catches people off guard about human design, if any? I would say just how accurate it can be in <laughs> describing them. I feel like every time I've done a reading, it's like people just come in and they, whether they know what to expect or not, I think it's like when I start telling them like even just the basics of like their type and how they just show up in the world. It's like, you can just see this like realization on their face where they're like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's me. Like, and you haven't even gotten really that deep into their design and like how they're meant to use it and all these things. But I think that like, it's, it's the only, I mean, I won't say it's the only system I found that works. Cause I mean, I've like followed astrology for a long time in terms of like, I've had my natal chart read and everything. And like, but when I found human design, it just was this feeling of like, just coming home to yourself because you were, I felt so seen and was just like, yeah, this is me. Like I'm a projector and I don't really have to try to be like any other design where I think sometimes with, I mean, and I know, I know we've talked about like in human design that there are transits and all those things, but if you don't really like go that deep and you just look at like the, the basics of it, you know, that's just who you are. Where sometimes with astrology, I think you, it can get a little muddled because you're looking at all the transits and like, how do you feel today? And as opposed to like how you felt maybe like a week ago and all those things. And like, so a part of it, like you tend to kind of lose a little bit of that, like, this is my natal aspects. Like you kind of tend to go more towards like, what are the transits doing? Mm -hmm. Um, if I, I'm, I mean, I'm not an astrology expert, so like, I'm, I hope I'm, you know, like getting that right, but <laughs> Yeah. Well, 
And for me and from my understanding, these again, like I'm not a human design expert and Mm -hmm. I just feel like that the purposes may be just a little bit different. And again, like I can speak from a Jyotish standpoint of of Vedic astrology and that it's, it's really a tool in my opinion of healing and developing, you know? And so it's like, we have this map of our basic tendencies and karma that we're going to experience in this life. How can we work with that and overcome it and transcend it rather than kind of fall into the same patterns or, or stay in the same place, you know? So for mm-hmm. me, Vedic astrology is really a way of transcendence and, and really working to understand your human ego in this life because it's a transient as- aspect, you know? So it's like we can see our human ego. We can get in touch with our our basic essence, you know, like the self with a capital S and work with what we are given to the best of our abilities. Um, And then of course the transits are gonna show us what's better or worse, but then with human design is it's like, okay, these are the gifts that you're given. These are, this is how you work energetically. This is how you gain energy. This may be more taxing for you. This is how you gain authority. It's really like, in my opinion, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is it's almost like given a manual as you described it in the beginning to kind of strategize with yourself to be the most effective in life. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah, definitely. And I think like when you really, you know, like when I do a, um, a human design reading, it's like, we're going into like, obviously that the basics of like your type strategy authority, but then we also will dive into like the centers and channels that you have, the channels that are connecting the centers and all of these things. And like, And for me, I think the centers are where you're holding a lot of like a lot of that information about like what needs to be released or what, you know, what you need to work with, because a lot of the the centers, whether, you know, when they're defined, that's you having that consistent energy at your disposal. Like that doesn't change. That's just like how you show up. And then for any energy centers that you have that are undefined, that are white, um, it's that's where you're really taking in other people's energy. And that's like where you're holding a lot of conditioning because that's where every time we've come in contact with someone else, like we've taken on their energy. And if you're not kind of releasing that, um, it can build up over time. Like, especially with people like in your family or, you know, people you live with and things where you're constantly with them, like that can build up over time. So a lot of people find like, you know, when they're first coming into human design, if they're like wanting to live by their design, it's like, you have to first do that deconditioning work where you're releasing a lot of what you've held in those centers, because that's where then you can really like understand, okay, I'm taking on the energy and how am I using it? Like, how does it work through me? And then I can release it at the end of the day when I'm not with anyone else. Like I can just go and release that energy and just kind of come back to myself. Wow. This is so amazing. I love this. Okay. So, and this was one of the questions I had for you was, is human design a spiritual path? Can it amplify spiritual practice or spiritual seeking? And so if I'm understanding you correctly, it's almost like whenever you are saying to really get into human design and to really use it to the most of your benefit, it's learning how to deconstruct like conditioning and patterns that we're prone to utilizing our design. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause it's, 
kind of like, I mean, I think growing up, like, obviously we didn't know about human design. I mean, I, I mean, it's been around, but I think like, it's now kind of coming into this thing where a lot of people are finding out about it in the spiritual community and kind of learning about it, but we've all been like living conditioned by society. Um, I'm sure, especially as a reflector, like you've been taking on all of that energy and all of your centers and I think on some level you're aware of it because you, you know, like, okay, when I go home at the end of the day, like, yeah, I can just be myself when I'm alone. Like we've all kind of known it on some level, but I think that we still, you know, always kind of have that conditioning of like, okay, but I still need to show up and I still need to like strive and hustle and do all of these things. And so um, I think the human design can just really show you that, okay, like, but really being in your own energy and kind of releasing that need to show up, like, especially as a projector, it's like almost like that idea of, okay, well, I just like have to wait for the invitation. And when those things are all in aligned, then um, human design has this thing where it's called like your self theme and your not self theme. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, if you're living in alignment, this is how you should feel. And if you're living out of alignment, this is how you'll feel. Mm -hmm. um, so each type has like their, their, not self-theme that they'll feel when they're living out of alignment and for um projectors it's like if i'm living in alignment like i should feel successful mm -hmm. and so for me i'm like okay well that's a great way to gauge like okay am i living in alignment or the not self-theme would be bitterness and so you would know okay you know i'm i'm feeling bitter today towards something or someone and so i'm out of alignment somewhere mm -hmm. so i think in that way it can be like, I think, especially in the spiritual community, you know, like, I don't, I don't like particularly think of it as like a spiritual practice, but I think if you utilize it in certain ways of like, okay, maybe how you're like coming into your, per, you know, your life purpose or like waiting for those like invitations and, you know, for you, like waiting for the lunar cycle, like it can turn into that spiritual practice that you need where you're like, okay, I have a ritual around this. Like I will give myself the time, mm -hmm. you know, to like, however long you need, you know, whether it is a full lunar cycle, or if you can't do that, maybe like you give yourself like two or three weeks, you know? So I think in that way you can turn it into like something spiritual that becomes a ritual for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that was just so interesting what you were saying about yourself and learning how to be in alignment and waiting to be invited. And like, just to be clear for the people listening, like there's a unique strategy for each of the designs and, and you can learn like through getting a reading and, and studying. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like what you said as well about like living in a society that is geared for one specific kind of design, you know, and that just like really rang true for me because to be honest with you, like I thought I was broken for years because I couldn't function at the way that I was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I guess that's being a little dramatic. It wasn't that I thought it was broken. It's just, I, I wondered how to keep up. I was like, man, like, how am I supposed to be doing all of this? Mm -hmm. And I kind of fell into my own pattern and finding my own flow and making things work for me. But then learning about human design, it was just so validating. Like, oh my God, of course, like, yes, this totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. And what I love about that as well is because like you were saying, it's like, not everyone is going to have the option of not hustling because we do live in a society that requires us to hustle hard, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. I, I feel that there are ways around it. There are definitely ways to maybe find 
be hustling and then also find side ventures that you love or, you know, hobbies that you love and integrating more passion and love into your life. And I also understand that there are people who have five kids and they're single and they have to hustle to make money. And it's not an option, even if they're like a reflector or projector, it's like, it's not an option to quit. But if you have this information available to you, it's like you can better strategize with your energy so that you're not constantly feeling depleted and out of balance. Like, would you say that that's what you were referring to? Yeah, definitely. Um, So the thing with that is like the generators and manifesting generators make up like 70% of the population and they are the only ones who are like the energy type. So they have consistent energy. So like when I first came into human design and like learning that it's like, we are all kind of striving to keep up with the generators and the manifesting generators. And so it really does become this thing where no matter what type you are, it's like, you're constantly hustling because that's like what we've been taught is like, okay, if you're not, you know, going out here and getting what you need or, you know, making all these strides in your career and doing all this stuff that you're just like falling behind. But really it's like, I mean, we're not all meant to be like that, especially, I mean, as a reflector and, you know, kind of really having like, I don't want to say slower energy, but yeah, like it takes you more time because you need that time to like make the decisions and all of those things. And we're all taught like, no, you need to make a decision right now. You know, like someone asks you to do something, you don't take time, but we're not all designed that way. And so I think like I had the same thing when I came into it and I was like, okay, I'm a projector. Like it answered a lot of that. Like a lot of those questions for me too, of like, okay, why can't I ever keep up? Or like, you know, why am I not driven by these things that I'm supposed to be driven by? But I think at the same time, it like gives you that permission to just say, you know what, I'm going to like work with this energy because as a projector, it's like when I really like felt into that waiting for the invitation and just kind of like seeing how that plays out. Like, I just saw how easily things would come to me. Like, it's like, I would kind of just be like, okay, I would love if, you know, this person asked me to do something, but I don't want to initiate. I don't want to go and, you know, like ask them, Hey, can I do this with you? It's like, I would just kind of sit back and naturally it would just happen. And it was a lot of that, like recognition that, projectors are waiting for because it's not that we're waiting for the invitation so you know because we can't go do it it's because we're waiting for the recognition because if somebody's not recognizing you for your talents for your skills and you're just going to end up in a situation where like you're going to feel bitter because you're like okay that person doesn't even appreciate what I'm like my knowledge and what I'm bringing to the table um so yeah so I think it's like that's, I think that's like one of the main things that I have really learned from using human design and just learning about it is that idea that like, we are not all meant to hustle. And I think that when society, I think, you know, will eventually change. And especially, I mean, obviously, you know, you and I are like in the entrepreneurial space and things like that, like, you know, where the conversations are different sometimes. And I think people are like moving more towards that where they're like, I don't want to work so hard all the time to make things happen for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I think when they see other people who are like, oh, like, you know, yeah, she doesn't hustle and things just are coming to her and things like that. I think it shows other people what's possible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And thanks for saying that. And like, also though, like to be transparent, like I do hustle though. (laughs) 
I do too. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still hustling, but I have more freedom in it. I have more freedom in the hustle. I get to decide when I take a break and like, I do take a long time to do things really, because you know, if you're looking at the content, it's like, I'm doing four podcasts a week. Like I try to get a lot of content out, but it's not like I just have all the energy in the world and I'm doing it like crazy. I know people who can, but Mm -hmm. like, I just feel so grateful that I get to work at my own pace. And like, maybe I decide to record a podcast at 5am because I feel like it, maybe I decide to record one at 11pm, you know, like it's very Mm -hmm. like when I'm ready, when the energy is there, you know, And understanding the human design element of that has just been so profoundly helpful in validating it. And I don't beat myself up because I would, I would beat myself up about it. Um, just in terms of like my, my productivity and how much I'm doing and when I'm doing it. Yeah, same. Exactly. Because like for projectors, um, so they say that we like ideally should only be working like three to four hours a day because in those three to four hours, like is when we can like crank out a you know, a ton of work and all of that. And then we're meant to like, kind of go and rest and play and like, kind of then dive into like our other interests and things like that. But I mean, in today's world, like that's very rare that you're going to like find someone who's only working like a couple of hours a day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think like that's, that's the beauty of coming into the entrepreneurial space is that you're not working a nine to five where you feel like, oh, okay, I have to do things like according to this. But I think a lot of us, you know, in this space also kind of find it hard to like shut off at the end of the day, you know, like, I think that you're constantly thinking about things in your business and all of that. So like, it can be kind of hard to like shut off and be like, okay, well, I I did my three to four hours today and now I'm done. Mm -hmm. But I love that it does give you that freedom. Like if you, if it's done right, like it gives you the freedom that like you're saying I can get up at, you know, 5am and do something and then take a couple of hours where I do nothing if that feels good to me and no one is going to be like, Oh, you're not working today. You know? So I do love that about it is like, I think it just gives me the freedom to say, okay, if I want to like do work for a couple of hours today. And then sometimes like at night I'll get some energy and like, I'll sit in front of the TV while I'm like writing Instagram posts, you know, things like that, where it just gives you like a little more freedom with your lifestyle and your work. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And like, man, just like one more thing. And then I have another question for you, but Mm -hmm. I, I just, I totally feel that because amongst the readings too, because it's like when we're holding space for other people, that's a lot of, um, energy I'd imagine, you know, like, especially as a projector, like I feel like for anyone who holds space, rather they be a nurse or a social worker or a mother or, um, someone taking care of their parents. It's like in all of these different roles where you're holding space for someone, I think that people can relate with the level of energy it takes, you know, and the level of attention it takes. And then as people who have clients that they're working with long-term, it's like, we still think about you. It's like, if, if you're a client and we're working with you long-term, I remember, especially as a social worker, like I may be out of the office, but I'm still thinking about my clients actively. I'm thinking about plans for them. I'm thinking about strategies or um, resources and and ways to help. And so it's like having that ability to like actively shut it off (laughs) is such a practice. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just like the, the realm of, of healing and leading and space holding is, is, um, it's the most beautiful work in my opinion. It's, it's so, and of course, for my experience, I know we're all here for different reasons. And, um, 
just so incredibly rewarding. And it's also like tiring. Like, I don't want people to be like, oh, you know, they're an entrepreneur, like they have everything figured out and their life is like totally easy and and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, people are really putting in a lot of work and a lot of effort. I think, especially if they care, you know, but Mm -hmm. anyway, that was just out there. Yeah. I'm the same way. Cause like, I'm a nurse. And so, yeah, like, you know, I think when I'm at work, it's like sometimes, I mean, I don't work 12 hour shifts anymore, but like when I did, I was definitely like, I don't know how I kept up, but I will say in the beauty, I think in human design is because of those energy centers. Like I say, like, you know, you can borrow the energy of a generator. Like if they're in your space, you're, you're kind of borrowing their energy while you're with them. And so like, I think that is maybe also why a lot of us have been able to like keep up, you know, quote unquote, like, because we've been around those energies. And so it feels like while you're with them, like, oh yeah, I can do anything and I can keep going. And then obviously when you get home and you're like, you crash hard because you're like, okay, well, I'm no longer in that energy. And now my body just needs to like replenish itself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. So I think anyone who's like working in those type of environments where it's not just, you know, like going into work and you're sitting at a desk, like, I think if you're doing anything where you're like taking care of other people and, you know, kind of in that environment, like, yeah, that takes a lot out of you. And I think for, you know, people like you and I, who are non-energy types, like, I think over time, that is why you see so many people who are burnt out and just like, can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And it's so awesome. And I mean, first of all, I try to keep my interviews at like half an hour, but this is just such an interesting conversation. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, I have a teacher, James Braha, and he always says, he's like, being an astrologer is a burnout profession. He's like, be mindful with how many readings you're doing and how much you're doing. And I think that in the beginning, like, especially people who are listening, who want to do something like human design or astrology or whatever, it's true. Like you have to be careful with how you're expending your energy and having a human design reading will give you more insight into how to manage that better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would like love to, you know, tell everyone about human design and like do readings for everyone. But yes, like, I think, you know, obviously you have to be so mindful of your energy and because you and I are not energy types. It's like, I think I would love to say like, oh, I could do, you know, like four or five readings a day, but I just, I don't think that's like even physically possible for me. No, for sure. The legal limit is like three or four. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's always been my legal limit, even with (laughs) teaching yoga. Like I've had friends who would teach yoga. They would teach like five classes a day. And I'm like, listen, three or four. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then a nap. (laughs) Yeah. And then a long nap. <laughs> but okay, so I do have a question for you, which is a little bit um, moving in a different direction. And I think that someone who is a nurse and like has this other realm of information and knowledge and intelligence of humans and how we are, you know, I feel like you're such a good person to ask for this. But would there be a reason not to get a human design? Is it possible to be triggering? or to rub people the wrong way? Like, are there things in a reading where someone uh, could potentially get triggered by it and it be not helpful? Um, so I personally haven't like found it triggering for anyone in, in terms of like, when I do a reading, I don't think anyone's ever been like, you know, either this doesn't fit me or, you know, like I didn't want to hear that information. I think there's always like divine timing that plays into it where it's like, you find these things at the right time. So like when you're meant to find astrology or human design, like you will find it. Um, but I will say that I think 
like the the I guess triggering part of it could be like I mentioned earlier about maybe like those places where you're holding conditioning and you're just you like aren't aware of it mm-hmm. um because I mean even for me like um I have a completely open emotional center in my human design so it's like I don't have any of the gates um uh, colored in and so I am like always taking in other people's emotions and kind of like amplifying them. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like, you know, when you find it, you might be like, oh, you know, like, have I been doing that my whole life? Like, oh, okay. I thought that was just my emotions, you know? So I don't even think it's really that you're being triggered. I think it's just opening your eyes to things that maybe you haven't even been aware of that you do. And so, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I think the only thing I would say is like, if you're really not ready to hear the information, I think then you know, no matter what I tell you, it's just gonna, like, you're not really gonna take it in and, you know, like, want to apply that to your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what you said. It's like when, when people are ready, and I think that it would be possible as well for people to get a reading and not be ready and years later be ready. You know, it's just kind of like this ever-changing openness and receptivity. Yeah. I kind of did that. Like, I think a couple of years ago I had found it and, like, I don't know in what context, like I heard about it and I looked it up and like, I think I thought it had something to do with like manifestation. And so when I looked up my design, I was like, oh, I'm not a manifester. And I just immediately was like, okay, I don't want to know about this. So <laughs> I just like went away. And then I think like, and then later I was listening to a podcast about it and like found it again. And I was like, oh my God, like completely blown away. So yeah. So I think there's definitely like a time and place where you're meant to find these things and really like apply it to your life. Wow. That is amazing. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been so much fun. I could go on for another hour, but I know that that it's reasonable. This is a reasonably (laughs) timed podcast for the people listening, doing whatever they're doing. Um, And so where can people find you to get a reading? Yeah. So um, you can find me on Instagram at flow in Shakti. Um, so if you go on Instagram, you'll see like the link in my bio and you can see where you can book the, the readings, um, and any like energy healings and things like that. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate your time. I've had a reading with you. It was so much fun. I loved it. Like so, so, so worth it. Highly recommend it. And thank you so much for taking time to come on to my podcast and share with the astrology now audience. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so great. I loved this. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Maybe we'll do it again sometime soon. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Bobby. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening until the end of this segment. I hope that any burning human design questions were answered. And of course, if you have more questions, if you want to explore your human design, I highly recommend scheduling an appointment with Pavi, which she can be found on Instagram. And I'll be sure to link her Instagram in the descriptions. As always, if you would like to schedule a reading with me for Vedic Sidereal Astrology, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast.com gmail.com visit my website innerknowing.yoga follow me on instagram astrology now underscore podcast and i would love to see you on patreon patreon.com slash astrology now podcast again my name is christine this is astrology now thank you so much